Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 349 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you with a Sunday night solo show following one incredibly electric weekend at Citizens Bank Park. This is going to be all Phillies, all episode, because we've got a lot to talk about with the first place Phils. We're going to get into everything from sweeping the Nationals since the last time we did an episode to this incredible alumni weekend against the Mets that propelled the Phils into first place. They are on fire. Who allowed the Phils to get hot? I'll let you know if I'm all in on this team again or not. We're going to dive into everything Phillies on this episode. It's episode 349 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Before we get started, got to give a shout out to our incredible sponsors who make this show happen. Our friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro, Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing the right way. If you guys are heading out to Citizens Bank Park or if you're watching at home, you got to protect your eyes because the sun is out, the TV blue light is blaring on you. So you got to get your hands on some tomahawk shade sunglasses and blue light glasses. The most affordable small batch eyewear in the game. Tomahawk Shades is doing it the right way. They're not charging you an arm and a leg for quality. That's right. Tomahawk Shades best in the game. Go to tomahawkshades.com right now. Check out everything that they've got on tap with their blue light glasses, their sunglasses. The Tomahawk Athletic Club is in full swing. You got to check out all the merch at TomahawkShades.com. They even got watches, guys. They got watches so you can tell the time to know when the best time to go out in the sun and get your tan on because it's still summer. You got to be rocking, styling, and profiling all summer long with our friends at Tomahawk Shades and all year round with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And when you go to check out, use our code USP and you get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order from our homies at Tomahawk Shades. And, of course, the official vodka of the underground that is stateside, Urban Craft Vodka. Guys, it is actively hydrating vodka. Where else are you going to get that on the market? Oh, that's right, nowhere. They're the first ones to do it. Stateside vodka is the best in the game. Actively hydrating vodka is seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, blended with electrolytes on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. You guys came out in droves and sold them out of the stateside vodka soda party packs. They should be back very soon. Don't worry. From what, I'm, from what I've been told, they should be back in stock soon. 
but go to statesidevodka.com. Check out everything that they've got available on their website right now for sale that is in stock from the vodka to the Black Label bourbon that is limited edition. They've got the Stateside Vodka Briny Mary cocktail kit on sale right now. You can also get uh, your hands on the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com for 10% off when you use our code USP at checkout. That's statesidevodka.com, promo code USP. You get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. And of course, the official beer of the underground, our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny's on tap. And you can crack one open when you're enjoying the first place fills because Archie Bradley, big Kenwood guy, Kenwood all over social media this weekend for the first place fills. Shout out to our friends at Kenwood Beer. You got to be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenny. And of course, please drink responsibly. So let's get into it. The Phillies are in first place. They're in first place in the National League East. Uh, the Mets had been in first place for like 90 days. So call it a 90-day fiance. The Mets and first place, they didn't work out. They were not a successful couple. We won't be seeing them on Pillow Talk. Uh, if you know, you know. But the Phillies end up sweeping the Nationals in that four-game series uh, going into Wednesday's game. They uh, they beat them 9-5 to on Wednesday. They went 7-6 to in the Thursday finale. First four-game sweep in Washington for the Phillies since 2009. It has been since 2009 since the Phillies swept a four-game series in D.C. It was massive. You guys know we cannot stand the Washington Nationals on this podcast. They're a stolen franchise. They stink. 2019 was an absolute fluke. They got lucky. Most lightning in a bottle World Series we have ever seen. But then the true test was coming to town this weekend, an emotional weekend. On top of it, it's alumni weekend. It's always a great time. The Phillies, if the if the Phillies do one thing right, it's they know how to put on a show to celebrate people who have been with the franchise. Uh, this alumni weekend, obviously was super emotional. I wasn't at any of the games, but watching everything go down on TV and watching everybody continue to flood in as the weekend went on, and we'll get into Sunday's game as well because it was just absolutely bananas. But uh, from everything from celebrating David Montgomery to Manny Trio getting uh, put onto the Phillies Wall of Fame to obviously the late, great Roy Halladay's uh, number officially being retired Second time in two years the Phillies have retired uh, a former player's number. Obviously, they retired Dick Allen's number last year before his passing. Um, but they stick to that that memo. People getting into the uh, the Hall of Fame get their jersey numbers retired. But the Phillies go out. They do the damn thing. Steve Cohen's an absolute stooge buffoon. Still has no finger on the pulse of baseball. Uh, he was putting out tweets left and right this weekend about the Mets to try to get their fans, uh, you know, fired up because they've been spiraling. Uh, talking about how he thought the bats were going to come to life this weekend. Uh, ever since that tweet was sent, the Mets have scored five total runs. They scored two runs on Friday, 
three runs, which they shouldn't have even scored. I'll get into that on Saturday. And then they get Zippo Goose Egg Nada on Sunday. Five runs. I thought the offense was coming to life, Mr. Cohen. What are we doing here? Apparently, he went into the dugout on Sunday to talk to the team. I guess he told them to lose because they did not get fired up from listening to your billionaire head ass uh, talk to them in the dugout or in the clubhouse. But the Phillies go out on Friday. Kyle Gibson uh, pitched in this series. Ranger Suarez pitched in this series. And, of course, Zach Wheeler pitched uh, in Sunday's finale. Kyle Gibson goes out on Friday night. Man. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. You know, I, I blogged about the Spencer Howard trade, and I, I'm still disappointed in, in relative terms because there there's still so much untapped potential, I think, with Spencer Howard, but who knows? You know, Spencer Howard started a, a game for Texas, and he was doing things that he did with the Phillies, so who knows if this trade is, is good or not yet. It's still to be determined, but so far, so good for the Phillies in the return. Kyle Gibson has been electric for this team. He goes six innings in this game, strikes out three, gave up four walks, which was tough. Um, only gave up four hits, though, one earned run through those six innings. And the Phillies offense, you know, they did enough to get the job done. They score four runs in this game. Uh, Bryce Harper with his MVP moment. And Bryce Harper's MVP odds have skyrocketed this weekend, which we'll get into that. And Zach Wheeler, Cy Young and MVP odds as well, but... Phillies end up winning this game 4-2. Kyle Gibson was fired up the entire night. He gets his first career RBI. Uh, Ian Kennedy is a walking heart attack if you're a Phillies fan because that man, had, he's like a, uh, he's, he's like a, a, an iron or a straightener. Like he needs time to warm up because... <laughs> This man always comes in and has given up runs in his Phillies tenure so far, which he has never done with the Texas Rangers. But every time he comes in for the Phillies, it's almost a lock, a guarantee. Bet, bet your farm, your house, all of it on it responsibly that Ian Kennedy is going to give up a run if he's coming in to close out a game for the Philadelphia Phillies because it is just like clockwork that this man comes in and boom, Run is scored, makes it that much more nerve-wracking. I guess he just likes pressure, like he has a pressure kink or something, because this man just gives up runs when he comes in, and it is absolutely terrifying. But hey, I mean, you really can't complain when the Phillies go uh, <laughs> on a streak like this, and they go and sweep the Mets. Uh, so game one was electric. Game two, they throw the bullpen game out there, and it's... uh. Ranger Suarez doesn't go as deep as you'd kind of hope for him. Uh, he was throwing 
darts. Like he he had it all throughout the time he was out on the mound. It was only two and two thirds innings, but the umpiring man, they were not giving him any of the corners that he was trying to paint. So he ends up walking three guys. Pitch count gets pretty elevated. Then my boy. J.D. Hammer comes in, throws the hammer down, goes full Thor mode, and uh, only gives up two hits, gets three strikeouts, two and a third innings, longest outing for J.D. Hammer in his career, scoreless through this one. Hector Neris, our boy, you guys know we are a huge Hector Neris podcast, big for our brand. He goes two innings, gets two strikeouts. Jose Alvarado comes into the game, pitches one inning, gets two strikeouts, and then... My worst nightmare came true as I'm watching this game unfold. The Phillies are winning at this point five to nothing. Everything's going great. I see some people on Twitter. They're at the game. I'm watching the game on TV. And I see you boneheaded buffoons start doing the wave at Citizens Bank Park. Now, while the wave is all fun and good, you know, it, it's it's a fun little pastime at sporting events or at concert, whatever it may be. You can't do it at a professional sports game. Minor league games, sure, whatever. Pro sports, major sporting event, major series for this Phillies team this weekend. And we're doing the goddamn wave when we're up 5 nothing, late in the game trying to win this one. You guys start doing the wave, you're getting cockier than cocky. The, the wave is the ultimate catalyst for pure destruction. I will say that until I'm red in the face. I've witnessed it multiple times. I've witnessed games go from my team winning to my team losing because the wave happened. You can't do the wave, especially at, at such a pivotal time in this game, during such an important moment in this game, because Joe Girardi gets full of himself and decides to bring in Mauricio Llovera, who I don't even think is pitched for this team this year. I'm, I'm going to look at his stats uh, from this season. He made his debut last year in 2020. And uh, let's see. He's pitched in four games this year for the Phillies. I can't even tell you when he's pitched for the Phillies, what games they were. That's how infrequently this man has been used. I'm going to see the last time this man pitched. Let's see. So his first appearance was July 16th against the Marlins. He pitched an inning. Uh, July 22nd against the Braves. He pitched two innings, gave up a run. And then he pitched on August 5th against Washington. Pitched an inning, probably his best outing of the season. And then he comes in against the Mets, faces the three batter minimum, which Joe Girardi hates, and I'm beginning to hate even more, and gives up three back to back to back home runs. Mauricio Yovera makes history because of this. He becomes the second pitcher in Major League Baseball history to give up three back-to-back-to-back home runs in (laughs) just unbelievable fashion. He is the uh, 
the first pitcher since 2014 to do so. The only pitcher to give up three straight homers to only three batters he faced was B.J. Rosenberg, another Phillies reliever who turned a one-run deficit into four on the way to a 9-6 Phillies loss to Atlanta on April 14, 2014. Mauricio Yovera joins B.J. Rosenberg in that sense. I don't think we'll be seeing Mauricio Yovera anytime soon from this Phillies bullpen. Ian Kennedy comes in, gives up a walk, gives up a hit, makes things interesting, and then goes absolutely nuclear celebrating the Phillies getting out of that disastrous nightmare um, situation because you morons decided to do the wave. Ian Kennedy goes full. Who do you think you are? I am celebrating on the mound. And uh, the Phillies win the series on Saturday night going into Sunday's very emotional, very you know nostalgic uh, portion of alumni weekend after celebrating David Montgomery, the late great legend that is David Montgomery, then celebrating the legend Manny Trio from the 1980 World Champs. He gets his plaque on the Wall of Fame. Sunday was all about Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday, Roy Holliday, the best pitcher I've ever seen in person on the television in my lifetime. And I don't know if I'll ever see anybody as good as Roy Halladay for the rest of my life. The Phillies, like I said, they do ceremonies to celebrate past players, coaches, managers, personnel, people like no other in any sport. Whoever is in charge of doing these ceremonies deserves a bazillion dollar raise. They are second to none. I had chills watching it on TV. I'd shed tears watching everything. Roy Halladay was the epitome of just what everyone should strive to be at whatever they decide to do in their lives. He was a perfectionist in not a negative way. He always wanted to be the best, would always make sure he was ahead of his game, um, was willing to share his regimens and, and his techniques and everything with the people around him. And deep down inside, he was just a kid that wanted to have fun and wanted to fly. And obviously, that's what led to his death was, you know, doing what he loved and being in, in planes and helicopters and everything. And I'll forever miss Roy Halladay. I'll never forget going to... Uh, the, the monument that they had set up outside of Citizens Bank Park, uh, meeting Matt Gelb that night as well. It, it's something I'll never forget. You know, Roy was a, such a key part of, like, my childhood, like, my, my high school childhood in terms of just baseball fandom and, like, truly falling back in love with baseball. Like, obviously, the run of Phillies baseball from 07 to 11 really reignited and got me full-blown back as a baseball fan, but, you know, I, I've always loved baseball, I've been watching baseball since I was fresh out the womb, but, like, those years, and then when Roy Halladay came through, I was so attached to prospects, and thinking, like, what are we doing, like, we, we've got this young core that we've got to continue to feed into, and now we're letting Cliff Lee go, and he he's a major reason we were in the World Series, but Roy Halladay, man, I fell in love from the moment I started to be like being able to finally watch him up close and personal. I fell in love with Roy Halladay as a person, as a player. He's somebody that like 
I'll tell my future kids, my future grandkids, everybody about because I, I truly have so much respect for Roy Halladay and what he was able to do for the game, who he was as a person. It's just um, the biggest unfortunate part is that he wasn't there to celebrate his number being retired by the Philadelphia Phillies. Raul Abana is one of my all-time favorite baseball players at the game today, giving the speech. Um, it was awesome. It was incredible. Jimmy Rollins on deck. Chooch was there. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. And and when Chooch helped John Middleton unveil the 34 statue out where they have all the retired numbers uh, at Citizens Bank Park where they have the statues now, the monuments, you could really like see it in Chooch's eyes, like the relationship that he and Roy had and how special that connection was with Roy Halladay and Carlos Ruiz. It, uh, it, was, it was such a beautiful ceremony that they had. And from that moment, like you kind of knew the Phillies were not going to lose this game. I had a feeling going into this series, like if there was one game they were not going to lose, it was this one. And that is exactly the way it went. Um, the Phillies end up winning this game 3 nothing, thanks to solo home runs from Gene Segura, JT Real Muto in the first inning, and then in the sixth inning, Bryce Harper adds to his MVP campaign and uh, goes yard to give the Phillies a 3 nothing win. Zach Wheeler was unbelievable. Going up against his former team, on Roy Halladay's day, Joe Girardi gets emotional in the press conference, which I'll get into as well. But Wheeler goes nine innings, only gives up two hits to that dork Brandon Nimmo. One walk, 11 strikeouts. The game was only two hours and 20 minutes. Talk about Roy Halladay-esque. And Zach Wheeler became the first Phillies pitcher to record 22 consecutive outs since... May 29th, 2010, which was Roy Halladay's perfect game against the Marlins. You can't... Baseball. You can't make it up. You can't script that. That is just the the epitome of what baseball is as a sport. Zach Wheeler was unbelievable, and Joe Girardi, like I said, got emotional during his post-game press conference and said, it was like Roy... It was like Roy had a hand on on Zach Wheeler today because of the way he pitched. It was clinical. It was so much fun to watch. And the Phillies had guys out there step up defensively, offensively. You know, the 
everything wasn't there, but you had Luke Williams getting key hits and a walk. Um, you know, they just did enough to win this game, and, and that's what it was all. It was a team effort, like Roy Halladay would always say. It took all of us, and um, it was truly electric to watch 39,000-plus fans on their feet for that final out. Um, and it just feels like Phillies baseball is back. What a perfect series to have with the division title, like the division lead on the line, um, to have alumni weekend going on this weekend, I think was perfect. The Phillies channeled their inner 2007 Phillies talk about alumni this weekend, um, by taking down the Mets in the way that they did. And they, they knocked the Mets down even more like the Mets went into this series in first place and they leave in third place because the Braves overtook them by a half game. Phillies are now 34 and 21 at home. They got to improve that road record when the time comes, but man, I am thoroughly enjoying the way that this Phillies team is playing right now. They're playing for each other. They're playing with each other. They have a common goal at hand. I don't know what flipped this switch, but if they can keep this thing rolling as they continue to go through uh, postseason opponents of uh, alumni's past, where they take on the Dodgers at Citizens Bank Park and the Reds at Citizens Bank Park over the next six games, it's going to be a wild ride heading through the remainder of the month of August. Um, this is going to be a true gauntlet test. Like going against the Nationals going into the season, you would have expected that series to be a little more competitive. Obviously, coming after the trade deadline, no Max Scherzer, no Trey Turner. That team has blown it up. You go in and take care of business. You go and take care of business of the Mets and sweep them. And now you get the Dodgers, who are a team that is, uh, they're they're trying to get back into first place in their own division. They're sitting four games back of the the Giants, which is uh pretty wild to think about. But the Dodgers are sixty seven and forty five, the Phillies are fifty nine and fifty three, and you get a three game tilt with them. Win the series. Like I know there's probably gonna be a loss in there one way or another, but go win that series. The the first two games, um of this series are projected to be electric pitching matchups. And I'm going to rattle them off here. So Tuesday, obviously off day Monday, as you guys are listening to this Tuesday, Aaron Nola versus Max Scherzer. And then Wednesday, we get Kyle Gibson on the mound against David price Thursday to be determined. Um, but man, like this is This is a playoff series essentially. This Dodgers Philly series starting on Tuesday and then going into the weekend against the Reds against our boy Nick Castellanos. Shout out to the Castellanos family. Uh, you got two playoff series. You almost have four playoff series in a row where you, you beat the Nationals in your wild card. You just beat the Mets in your NLDS. Now you got an NLCS matchup against the Dodgers on tap, which could eventually be. A potential playoff series as as is, you know, with the way the playoffs are kind of crash colliding with each other, you could end up seeing this Dodgers team in the playoffs again, which is terrifying. But this is a good litmus test coming up for the Phillies 
starting on Tuesday against the Dodgers, against the Reds. And we'll see where they're at. You know, it's been an electric past like week and a half or so since that Pirates series was so horrendous. But if they can continue this momentum, keep playing for each other, keep building upon these wins and, and not losing sight of the task at hand, this Phillies team could get really, really fun uh, through the last two months, month and a half of the regular season. And, you know, we've talked about this team on this podcast before not being able to string together four wins at a time, let alone five, let alone six, let alone seven. Now eight wins in a row. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. And I am just over the moon about how this team is playing right now. It gets me super excited that, like, you know, uh, thinking about a guy like Kyle Gibson coming into this team and, and lighting a fire under their asses. And getting them excited about what this team could potentially pull off. Bryce Harper going on an absolute tear right now. Where he started this series against the Mets at, I believe, plus 1,800 odds to be the National League MVP. And if we look at some of these odds right now for the NL MVP futures bets. um, Bryce Harper is currently plus 400 only behind Fernando Tatis Jr. He's ahead of Max Muncy now, ahead of Trey Turner, ahead of Freddie Freeman, ahead of Manny Machado. Um, he's he's all the way up, you know, and you look at the Cy Young odds right now in the National League, your odds-on favorite to win National League Cy Young is Zach Wheeler after today's performance. He surpassed Walker Bueller, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Kevin Gossman, and Max Scherzer. He's at plus 200 odds to be the National League Cy Young Award winner. And if you look at the MVP, uh, because not only is Bryce Harper a potential MVP from this Phillies team, but uh, let's see where he is. Uh, You know, to put it in perspective, like he hasn't pitched in a while, but Jacob DeGrom's plus 5,500 to win the NL MVP. I would not bet that. That's a bad bet. Um... Uh, Zach Wheeler plus 20,000 odds to be the MVP. If you bet a dollar on that, it's to win $200. You bet 10, you win 2K. Not saying Zach Wheeler's going to win the MVP, but (laughs) it would be pretty, pretty cool if Zach Wheeler found himself in the National League MVP discussion over the last month and a half because he's been pitching that well. He's had a couple bumps in the road, but almost every pitcher has that. Nobody has a perfect season, but Zach Wheeler has found himself uh, just finding a new gear every time he's out on that mound. He channeled his inner Roy Halladay on Sunday. The fans were unbelievable, unbelievable, and it just has me excited for for the direction this team is going. They are they are going in the right direction. You know they they came into this weekend with like a 25% chance or something like that to, you know, win the NL East. Now they're at 55%, if not higher. They're the odds. They're the current favorite to win the NL East. And I, I, I'm just ecstatic. You guys know how much I care about this team. And that's what makes it frustrating when they're losing and when they're down is that I care about this team so much that it drives me up a wall when they are struggling. Like, the Philadelphia Phillies are my my soulmate. I love this team until the end. Like 
I, I will do whatever it takes <laughs> to root this team to victory every single night and make sure that they come out on top as World Series champions again before I die. I need to see this team, especially this iteration of this team with the removal of a couple of guys that are just, you know, scumbags. But I, I want to see this team win. Like, this team has so much talent on it. And, you know, today was such a prime example of, like, how fun this team is and how much you can kind of just get lost in how good they are and how they're playing for each other right now. Uh, you know, throw me a Homer hat, Archie Bradley, get me one of the, the home run hats and, uh, let, let's go on an, a, a ridiculous run and, and just put this division out of reach, bury the Mets even further. They're the goddamn cicadas. Like we say they are. And they're starting to fade away. You know, they're obviously going to get guys back from injury and it's probably going to help them down the stretch. Um, you know, when we see them again in September, I believe it is that the Phillies play, uh, the Mets one last time. Let's see here. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content, keeping you up to date on the world of golf, releasing weekly a part of the underground sports, Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. No. Yeah. September uh, 17th, 18th and 19th up at city field. So you will see the Mets at least one more time this season. But hopefully by then, like, they, they don't even have a shot. And it's just we're talking about, you know, locking down and, and getting ready for the playoffs. That's where we hope we are at that point. Um, but right now it's great. You know, the Phillies are 59-53. and 53. You get six more games at home before you hit the road against a bad Diamondbacks team who's currently uh, the worst team in the National League. At 35 and 78. Um, that's exciting. Before you. Uh, let's see. So after the Diamondbacks. You play the Padres in San Diego. That'll be another playoff-esque series. Then you go back home. For six games. Two against the Rays. And then four against the Diamondbacks. Before you play the Nationals again. Then the Marlins down in Miami, the Brewers, the Rockies in Philly, so you don't have to worry about Coors Field, the decimated Cubs who sold off every piece of their franchise, that Mets series, the Orioles, the Pirates for four, the Braves, the Marlins. That Braves series could be very pivotal down the stretch towards the end of the season. So hopefully the Phillies continue to keep rolling. They, they have me super excited. I hope I'm not overly excited and they rip my heart out, but I'm going to live in the moment. You know, right now they're in first place. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to think about down the line. I'm not going to think about what's to come. I'm going to take this thing game by game and see what the hell they do because this team has me excited. I can't wait for more. I'm sad they have an off day that's going to like barge into their momentum. But hopefully they, they keep this thing rolling, playing against the Dodgers, and uh, they they find themselves still at the top of the NL East. You know, you look at what the Braves have coming up in terms of their schedule. Um, 
They play, starting on Tuesday, they play the, the Reds. So that's not an easy series for them. The Mets, they'll be playing on Tuesday against the Nationals before they play the Dodgers and the Giants and the Dodgers again. Um, so the Mets, they might be buried by the time uh, things get serious again with them and the Phillies. But it, it, right now, it's focusing on yourself if you're the Phillies as a team, not worrying about what the Braves and the Mets are doing. And you go out, take this thing game by game, try to chip away even more at this National League East lead and uh, walk away as the NL East champs end this playoff drought and get us to the fucking playoffs. That's all, it, that's all it, I want. Get us to the damn playoffs. I, I need Red October again. I've fantasized for the last three seasons about, you know, day Eagles game, night Phillies game. I need the, the, the postseason baseball music back in my life. I need it all. Playoff baseball, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like playoff baseball. And you best believe I will be taking a trip to Citizens Bank Park for a playoff game if the Phillies are playing during Red October. You can bet your your farm on that. You'll see me at at a Phillies playoff game at Citizens Bank Park because that is one thing I have yet to experience is a playoff baseball game and it needs to be done and if it is going to happen I'm gonna make it happen this year I said it was gonna be my if the Phillies made the playoffs this year it was gonna be my first live sporting event I go to since COVID hit I've done that already thankfully been back at the bank it was a loss but I need to even things out get to a playoff win so let's get to the playoffs figure this thing out win the NL East give us the t-shirts and hats let's do the damn thing maybe If we get enough t-shirts and hats, it'll make John Middleton go over the luxury tax when we need to go over the luxury tax. Just a simple thought. But we got the Dodgers on deck, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Like This last month and a half is just going to be so much fun if they can keep this thing rolling. So let's go Phillies. Let's keep this thing going. Get me to the playoffs. Let's kick the Dodgers in the teeth. You guys are the absolute best. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at Underground PHI. Be a friend, tell a friend. The Twitter bot removal is at an all-time high, just up and down fluctuation. We're kind of in this limbo period, but Eagles season is right around the corner, um, and you're not going to want to miss anything we're doing during the Eagles season, during Philly's playoff season, none of it. At Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram, which brings me to this, Eagles enemies, our weekly Eagles Sit down with members of the media from whoever the Eagles are playing that week. It is back for yet another season. We did it in 2018 for the first time, uh, obviously, because that's when we were founded. 2019, we brought it back better than ever. 2020, we pulled that thing off. And 2021, it is back for season four. Eagles Enemies is here. The first episode is recorded. It'll be in your podcast feeds on Wednesday morning. And you'll find out who it's with because the Eagles play the Steelers. And if you're a longtime listener, you'll know who our Steelers guy is. He's the first ever guest on Eagles Enemies that helped usher in this mini series we do during the Eagles season. It's basically going behind enemy lines, shooting the shit with a media member, a podcaster, a blogger from the Eagles opponent that week, getting the lowdown from their point of view and just having fun. 
It's a ton of fun. We incorporated a video element this year like we've been doing with all of our shows. Uh, so you'll get clips from Eagles Enemies this year. I'm working on a logo for it as well to kind of help promote the show. Even though it is on this podcast feed, it's on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed. Um, so don't you worry about that. We're working on dates to get the Dan Russo show rocking and rolling yet again for another season, which will be season four as well, if I'm not mistaken. So lots to look forward to with football season, lots to look forward to with the rest of this Philly season at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram is the place to be. Check out our website, underground sports, That's where you get all of our written content. That's where you can, uh, click through to go to our friends at play pickup to play all the props on pickups website and uh, you'll get a chance to earn prizes and all that good stuff. It's free to play. Anybody can play it, play pickup, go check out the homies there. Make sure you're following them as well on social media and uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, leave those five star ratings and reviews because we are currently from the regular season. Like we said, we want to get to 300 five-star ratings and reviews before the Eagles kickoff week one against the Falcons. And that puts us at, let's see, that game is September 12th. So we're about a little over a month away, a little over a month, a month and three days away from kicking off against the Falcons for week one of the NFL season. And we are currently sitting at... Same number, 265 five-star ratings and reviews. Let's get to 300. Let's get to 300. Let's make it happen. And uh, you guys are the absolute best. So make sure you help us get to 300. And uh, we'll have a nice little potential Eagles-Phillies combo giveaway, something going off. We get to 300 five-star ratings and reviews before September 12th. You can also check us on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. We'll be back live on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI on Wednesday. So we're talking about this Phillies team, talking about the Eagles preseason, and uh, whatever goes on with that Philadelphia 76ers trade window. Because Dame Lillard, it seems like he might be on his way here because things are just getting weird. So we'll talk about all of that on Wednesday, me and Matt. Right here, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI is the place to be every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And whenever the homie Steven Schneider is streaming as well. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this silly podcast happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro, Foot Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Vodka and Kenwood Beer. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our promo code USP. Get 25% off at checkout from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Promo code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at StatesideVodka.com with promo code USP. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. Of course, please drink responsibly. And the buddies, the homies, the friends the good humans at Kenwood beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny's on tap for this Phillies playoff run. You gotta be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenny. And of course, please drink responsibly. 
Guys, this has been episode number 349 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. 349 episodes of this absolutely insane podcast here in the underground. I'm your boy KB. We'll catch you guys Wednesday. But until then, I'm signing off. Go Phillies. Peace. <laughs>